This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stoles. Welcome to Issues 2022. Tom? Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. Start of a new year. Think it'll be better than the last two? <laughs> well, it, that remains to be seen. Well, uh, it's it's sure not starting out real great, but hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll turn a corner. During the COVID pandemic, Sedgwick County health officials have been at ground zero regarding organization, information, treatment. Would you assess, please, the county's performance uh, with regard to the pandemic and our and our health officials? Well, it's, it's just, I'll tell you what's tough about this, Steve, is nobody has the tarot card that can read the future of, of what's going to happen. We, we, we think that we're going to get around a corner. We think that we're going to, you know, maybe be able to slow down testing and, um, you know, move to a recovery stage. And it just, it's not happened for us yet. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just, that's still today one of the biggest topics with the county. Uh, and I know that, you know, as a community, we just try to get past this and move on, but we're still having to deal with this. And that's evidenced by what's going on in our hospitals today. Um, the, the lines for testing, um, uh, we, we're still running vaccine clinic. Uh, so, I mean, when we received federal monies uh, almost eight months ago, which are the American recovery monies, it was exactly supposed to be that recovery. And what we're finding ourselves in is not necessarily recovery yet. We're still in a, in the midst of a pandemic. We've got to, to get to a recovery. But, I don't, you know, it just seems like nobody knows when that's going to happen. So we just uh, it's tough and people are tired uh, Our health. People are tired. Uh, our public safety and our first responders, they get tired. Our hospital staff's tired. It's its fatiguing. But, you know, you just endure. We, we do what we always do as Americans and as people. We, we endure and we get through this and hopefully turn a corner. What are, what are the procedures in place right now at the county courthouse regarding open offices and, and public accessibility, masks and so forth? We, uh, we, put a, we put a mask mandate on for our employees uh, just when Omicron was, you know, and we still seem to be at a peak. But when it hit its peak uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we put masks back on employees inside of county facilities. We're still strongly recommending for citizens coming in um to to mask up and and our court system is the same way uh, they're strongly recommending masks uh so that's the current uh that's the current status uh, of uh, any mandate or requirements uh, in county government how have your uh, how have the employees responded to that Tom? well you know it's like employees just represent the community right um and you get some that are very grateful and see it as um logical to avoid a spread uh, and some are resistive. Um, so, I, you know, we just represent the community. Our, and, and we all know, Steve, how our community has reacted to a lot of facets of COVID, uh, vaccines and masks and any type of regulation. So uh, we just we all just try to be kind and hear each other out. But at the end of the day, um, we I, I've just been listening to physicians throughout this entire two years and when physicians tell you it's unequivocal and there's scientific data to prove that if you have two-way masking going on, in other words, both parties talking to one another have a mask on, that it severely reduces the spread. So that's that's what we roll with. We try to stay, you know, lined up with science. So As, as far as the public coming into the building, uh, are they required to mask up then, I presume? They, they are not required. They are strongly urged to urged. And we provide okay. masks. And, and and most do uh, as I'm doing my 
daily work around the county, I see 80-plus percent people masked, but there are some that do not. Um, so, I mean, it's just it's, it's the way it is. We do, we do the best we can uh, under the circumstance. What, uh, have you had any have you had any county employees actually die from the COVID complications? We, yeah, we have. If you're, a, if you're an organization of any size at all, um, uh, it's unfortunate, but you've, you've probably had employees that are either very sick or have passed away. And we, we've had um, a couple uh, in, our, in our public services and public safety areas that have gotten sick enough that have passed away. So it's, um, it's, it's devastating to anyone organizationally. It's devastating to their coworkers. And it, it brings in the magnitude and the seriousness of this, of, of this situation. Um, but yeah, we, we, we you just have to keep on rolling. How many so. employees does the county have, by the way? Uh, when we're fully staffed, we have 2,800 plus. Uh, we're understaffed right now, so I would imagine today we have around 25, 2,600 employees actively working. Does that include the sheriff's patrol or not? It, it, it does, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, now, what what's the status of the courts? You know, their backlog of cases, they've had a tough time. Well, we've, they've, they've still got backlog. It takes, um, you know, when we did the total shutdown in 2020, we're still recovering in a lot of aspects of society, uh, but the, and the courts are still too. Uh, one of the significant moves that we made, we've, we've used some of our recovery money to uh, add some space uh, and some staff for the courts. Uh, the facility I'm setting in today at 525 uh, North Main is to a true courthouse. Uh, we're going to move county administration out of this building uh, sometime before the middle of this year. Uh, and uh, so that'd be the manager's office, the, the commission of uh, finance, and a- any ancillary staff that's not associated uh, directly with the courts will we'll be moving out. And the courts will take this building on. So we'll be adding some courtrooms. Uh, our chief judge is Judge Gehring right now. We'll be adding some staff and judges. And we work our way out slowly from this backlog uh, into the future. So we're working through it. It's a very challenging time, as you can imagine, running. And, and they're back to full bore, running jury trials and, and, and trials to, to try to catch up. And, we're, and now our goal is just to give them the physical space and the physical means to get that done. Well, and, and you talk about that, but where are you, where are the office is going to go? Where are you going to go? You're going to have we'll, to have a facility or something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll lease we'll lease space uh, administratively, and we'll as that flushes out within the next month or two, we'll be uh, very transparent, announcing that to the public to where mainly where the commission goes. The commission represents the people. Uh, so it's very important where we place them and the access that people have to them and, our, of course, our BOCC meetings, which have always taken place here on the third floor of, of the county courthouse, will have to be moved. So we'll be announcing those changes to the public um, within the next few weeks. Uh, the commission will talk about it publicly at their meetings. Um, and, and so we'll be leasing space for a short time, and then the commission will determine what the long-term plan is. I was going to say, Pete, you're going to have some sort of a permanent thing in uh, maybe a brand-new building or moving into something, but uh, it yeah. has to be a pretty good-sized building to take care of all that. Uh, right? it's a, we need about, for administratively, we need about forty to 60,000 uh, square feet. Uh, so it's a, it's a fairly si- good-sized office component, whether that's, a, whether that's a new addition to this, to the you know, this campus where we sit currently uh, at Central and Maine, or whether it's an existing somewhere in the core, 
uh, that the commission will have to chew on that and make the best decision moving forward for probably, you know, the next 50 years. This will be a move that will set us up governmentally. Uh, you know, we don't we clearly don't want to have to repeat this process in five or six years. So it's a long-term uh, solution that the commission will have to have to look forward to. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stolz. And, and I heard recently that the Sedgwick County Jail is now the number one mental health facility in Kansas in terms of number of people being housed. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's uh, that's the sheriff is keeps track closely on that. We always about a third of our population in the jail, which is around 15, 16, 1700 people, and it will vary from time to time. Uh, about a third of that population, so you're talking, you know, 500 plus people, uh, have serious mental health issues. So, and that's we all understand that that is unacceptable. Um, it is, it has been, it continues to be, and will be high on our radar this year. I have a state legislative platform issue. The the the, the state government is back in session now, and uh, will be. Uh, trying to, and there's many facets to improving mental health reform in Sedgwick County. It's facility, it's staffing, it's process. So we'll be working through that. It'll be the topic uh, for the year for uh, the county and, and hopefully we our state partners. The, the difference this year um, is that the state seems to have some, some funding. Uh, we've gone through so many lean years at the state level where there's just um, no budget available at all to do any kind of systems improvement. And this year there seems to be some money and, and some federal monies flowing in. So we're, the commission will be uh, discussing this also very publicly uh, in the next month or two on how to move forward with mental health reform. And I, at the end of the day, uh, we should look at our jail, and, and that shouldn't be the number one place where people with mental health issues end up. There should be an alternative to that. What other issues uh, interest Sedgwick County uh, during the current legislative session in Topeka? Well, mental health is number one. Um, you know, workforce shortages, not only within county government and social services, but just generally across the board, uh, uh, we're very interested in. Um, you know, that we've had an issue here locally that's uh, been in the news a lot, and that was we had a, a, a juvenile die in custody at JIAC, and it has raised issues, uh, and appropriately so, of juvenile justice, and especially juvenile justice where mental health is a component of whatever the issue is. So we're taking a look at that, very close look at that locally and statewide on systems with uh, how we treat kids, how we, uh, and that's everything from foster care forward, through our juvenile process, our juvenile system, and our juvenile detention facility. So we'll be taking a holistic look at that. I think that's going to be a a matter of great interest as we go through this legislative session uh, from the county's perspective. So we we have a number of issues and some smaller ticket issues, too, that we we platform through. But, you know, jobs, economy, uh, mental health, uh, we're very lined up here in the southeast region of, of the state with the city of Wichita, with uh, the chamber here locally, uh, we're, we're very uh, we have good synergy moving forward. We all have the same kinds of issues, and we're going to try to tackle it together as a team. I know local law enforcement uh, people that I've talked to are, have seen this an alarming trend in the past few months, possibly 
related to the pandemic in some ways, and that is juveniles who are uh, not just with mental health problems, involved in crime, murders, shootings, a lot of yeah. gun violence going on with with youngsters, people that are down, you know, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, Steve, if you look, you can't get on social media or, or watch the news anymore today without some act of violence happening on an airplane, in a McDonald's, at a store, at a community gathering, at a government function. There's there You can't turn on the TV or the radio and not see that. And, and I think... It does seem like, uh, and I think we can validate this statistically, that our juveniles, our, our kids, are, are joining that uh, escalated levels of violence, um, uh, erratic behavior, and it's very challenging for, for law enforcement, uh, very challenging for corrections professionals today, um, because people just seem to be more violent, and they seem to be more violent more quickly. Uh, and, I, and I think that, you know, unfortunately, and I don't know if it's pandemic or not, I think, I personally think it is. I think that um, th- this pandemic has worn this society down and, I, and across the globe. I think everybody's tired, and when you get fatigued, I think we all know we get cranky and we say things we shouldn't. And I just think that's happen, happening systematically across, across our community. And so I, a, a large part of what we talk about, just even as a staff here and and, and as we deal with clients who are angry, is just to try to be as kind as possible to do our jobs um, professionally uh, and, and to try to help people through this. But I, it's, it's, a, it's a very different time these days. I think I should add, just for those of our listeners who may not realize it, uh, Tom, that you spent a good many years with the Wichita Police Department. You were uh, what, deputy chief at one point, is that correct? Yeah, right. yeah. So before you got involved in... In, in the county. Now, yeah. let's Great. let's switch gears just a little bit. Give us, if you would, an overview of county finances. We're beginning this new year. Uh, first, do we have a balanced budget at the county? We do. The, the county budget's in uh, in good shape, and we're it's timely because we're just getting ready to start. Uh, matter of fact, the, the, we officially start budget process uh, second week of, of February. And the very first process that we will do is we will sit down with the commission uh, in a retreat format, and we will talk about the status of the finance of the county, which is which is we're in good shape right now, uh, but we've got extreme challenges ahead of us that are going to jeopardize that solidness of finance. So we sat down with the commission in a in a room, and we hear their priorities uh, because they represent the people, uh, and then we we begin to shape and mold a 2023 budget. Uh, based on that conversation and a lot of other further conversations that go along. So we're getting ready to start the process. It, we're, we're looking, we're, we're in good shape financially in the county, but we have um, significant workforce issues uh, where we're going to have to look at compensation. There, we are living a, in, a, in an environment now that is inflationary, um, and we have to provide service jobs. Uh, core service jobs, EMS and fire, sheriff, 911, corrections, uh, calm care, mental health. These are core service jobs that really aren't optional, uh, and they need to be staffed. And it's challenging right now on a number of fronts, pay being only one of them, uh, but just trying to find people that want to do that kind of work today uh, with the what we just talked about a few minutes ago with the 
the anger of society and the and the short tolerance of people. It's very challenging. So we're going to have to take a real look as we go through our budget process and probably look at some compensation issues, look at maybe some reform um, at some of our facilities. I, you know, I, as I mentioned before, our juvenile detention facility, our juvenile intake assessment center, uh, you know, we're going to have to look at improvements down there potentially. Uh, we have a, a citizen uh, task force that's going to be a meeting starting next week, and they'll give us guidance on that. But we have to plan for that financially, that we're going to see some changes. So the commission really has its work cut out for it this year, as they as they do every year. We try to be very judicious with the people's money. We try to keep taxes low. We try to uh, be as thrifty as we can. It, but it's going to be very challenging. Inflation is, uh, of course, I think you mentioned this a while ago, but inflation is something that's just starting to impact every aspect of our lives. The, the, uh, the, all this business with the supply chain, that's, yeah. that has an impact on what you're doing. Talk about that for a little bit. Sure. It's, we, as, a, as government, uh, county or city, state, we, we experience the same things that private businesses do um, concerning inflation. And when you have a 6 or 7% inflation rate, and, and not only an inflation rate, but to add to that, uh, supply, train, uh, supply chain breakages or delays, costs of commodities and goods escalating uh, exponentially. And, you know, the problem is I don't think anybody knows how long it's going to last. It could be what we call the new normal, uh, or it could bend and curve and, and maybe come back into order. But we're going through all of that right now. Um, we have capital projects, uh, roads and bridges and, and, and structures that are escalating in price and, and being delayed because we can't get uh, commodities in to to uh, get that done. So we're we're experiencing. I'm not pre. I'm not sure this is not news to to people running businesses out there. Everything from small mom and pop businesses, restaurants to to aircraft and major employers. We're all experiencing the same thing. It's very challenging. Okay, so let's just take a a minute and talk about uh, what's go what's going on at the county. What uh, what would you like to tell the the listeners about out there? Because obviously sometimes I. I don't think of all the best questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we've touched on COVID. That's that's a hot issue. Uh, we've talked on budget, budget and legislative agenda. Um, th- there's an exciting project that we're looking forward to. Uh, that is the Health Science Education Center concept uh, joint partnership between KU Med and Wichita State, Wichita State uh, Tech that we're beginning to. To set at a table and 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 plan Wichita State, uh, Dr. Muma is is leading that charge. That's a very exciting uh, project on a number of fronts uh, for the economy of Wichita and diversification of economy of Wichita and, and the region. It's exciting. Uh, it's exciting for us at the county because there's a potential pipeline for you know training uh, uh, kids coming out of high school into social services like public health and mental health. Uh, and, and potentially gives us an internal pipeline uh, and a regional pipeline to fill these uh, very important positions to serve our, our community. So th- that's exciting. Um, and then I, we talked on uh, Cedric's case, on our, on our JIAC case. Uh, that's, uh, it's challenging um, on, on a number of fronts. Uh, it's, it's, there always has to be in, in matters where there is force used by government, either law enforcement, corrections, or whatever the component. There, there's a process that has to happen, um, and, and the, it's, it, it requires patience and diligence, uh, and we're going through that right now. And it's, I know it's a challenge for, for the community, and I know it's a challenge for the family, but 
Uh, you know, the first thing we have to look at in a, in a matter like that is where, where we have injury or, or death of a, of a, of a person uh, is a criminal review of the matter. Uh, that's what our district attorney does. Uh, he's completed that. Uh, now we do an administrative review uh, of the situation, whether there's policy that was breached or employee misconduct. So we're going through that uh, now. And then most importantly, there is a process to review and change things that need to be changed. And there's one of two ways to do that. You can, you can have staff do it, uh, you know, internally, changes, uh, or you can involve the community. And, and you mentioned before that I was with the police department for 30 years, and I've always found in my career that, and I'm no spring chicken anymore, I've been through a lot of this, that when you involve the community, you never lose. I mean, it, it's the way to do, to attack whatever the critical issue is. If you involve your community, your citizens, uh, either through task force or coalition or transparency and report out to them, that is just the best way to do business. So that's that's what we're 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 doing here. We're going to uh, uh, we have good people in this community, smart people. Uh, passioned people that will set on a task force and we will review stem to stern uh, not only the issue with Cedric and and, and his story and, and how um, he was in a foster care system you know he had contact with police and was taken to juvenile intake assessment we're gonna look at that entire process that case and then more globally we're gonna look at just the system of, of kids in general and so that's, that's going to be a very important uh, process for the county to lead, and the city of Wichita has partnered with us on that. Um, we will be uh, going through that for the next uh, 90 days and hopefully bring back significant change with the goal. We all have the same goal, that this should not happen. It should never have happened, it, and it, for heaven's sake, should not happen again in the future. So that, those are important issues for the county to be tackling uh, over the next, um, you know, first quarter of the year. Tom, uh, politics has become kind of a nasty, nasty business anymore. But you, you've got a board of uh, county commissioners. They're politicians. How are they as a group? Do they get along very well, or are they constantly slamping each other? How, how are they doing? Uh, you know, Steve, the, the, the concept of a government body, a city council, a state legislator, a county commission group is represent the people um, and the, the, the our community when you when you look from east to west north to south we're all a little bit different we all have different um, ideas we all have different passions and drives and, and I think our commission reflects that uh, they're all they're very different and that's good I, if you had five of the same or seven of the same or 150 of the same I think it would be it would be a very <laughs> strange world. Uh, so, I mean, so to some degree, uh, conflict and and discussion and different points of view is what makes the world go around. Makes us a healthy, uh, makes us a healthy community. Makes us a healthy government. So, um, uh, and I think our commission uh, of the of the five we have, they all represent that they're good people trying to do the best they can mm. in a very and I can't emphasize this enough in a very challenging time right now and all spectrum. So, um, and they're, we're, they're, we're, they're, Tom, we're pretty much out of time there. So appreciate, okay. appreciate you talking with us and uh, hope to talk to you here. Maybe in a couple of months, we'll talk again about what's going on at the County. 
Thanks for being right, with Steve, us this Thanks morning. for the time. Appreciate it. Our guest, Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stoles, and that's all for this edition of Issues 2022. Of course, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.